In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to mainly be discussing a discussion or a debate between Rabbi Yochan and Ben Zakkai and the Baisusim in regards to the Yom Tif of Shavuos and generally in regards to Matan Torah. But this is all going to be, of course, connected with a Posek that the Rebbe starts off discussing in the beginning of the Parsha. The Posek says, Moshe is telling the Yidin that it's an 11-day journey from Choyrev, which is Har Sinai, by the wave, going through the way of Har Seir, all the way to Kodesh Barnea, which is near the border of Eretz Yisroel. It's an 11-day journey. Chazal tell us, Rashi brings us in his Pirush Torah, that the journey from Choyrev to Barnea, which is usually an 11-day journey, the Yidin managed to go within three days. Moshe Rabbeinu, with these words, is adding a certain element of rebuke, as Rashi is, explains that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Yidin, look what you have caused, there's no shorter way from Chayrev to Kaddish Barnea, other than the way going through Harseir, even that way is a journey of 11 days, you managed to go, this shortest journey, you managed to go only in three days, obviously in a miraculous way, Our Rashi enumerates and explains the calculation for that. So the Shekhinah was exerting itself, so to speak, all for your benefit, to hasten your arrival into Eretz Yisroel. And yet, because of how you messed up, Hashem ended up taking you around Har Seir for 40 years. So this is part of the rebuke of what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Yidin. From Rashi's wording, it sounds like, it implies that the main focus over here in this rebuke is not even so much that because the Yidden messed up, so it was decreed on the Yidden to be in the Midbar 40 years, rather than going straight into Eretz Yisroel, but seems to be even more significant over here is the fact that because the Yidden had messed up, their journey was in a complete opposite way of what the Shechina was trying to do to, for them, to get them into Eretz Yisroel very, very quickly, with a completely supernatural haste, and according to this, in other words, what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, it should have taken three days, and instead it took you 40 years. So when the Pasuk says, Ahad Asar usually it's an 11-day journey from Chayrev to Kaddish Barnea, that isn't even the main point. That's really just trying to say it's an 11-day journey, and you have made it in three days. That's the main point. That it's a three-day journey as far as Hashem is concerned, and yet it took you 40 years. So the question the Rebbe asks is that even though it's true that the journey from Chayrev to Kaddish Barnea, the Yidin managed to do in three days, and that forces us to tell, say that Moshe Rabbeinu was also including this aspect of the fact that it took them three days. He's also including it into the rebuke. The question, however, is why do we need to say that that's the main point of the rebuke? Rather than saying the main point of the rebuke is what says clearly in the Pasuk, that it's an 11-day journey. According to the way Rashi explains it, the 11-day journey is not even so much the focus. That's only as an introduction to the main point that you could have made it in three days, and yet it took you 40, 40 years. From all of this, as the Rebbe is implied, that really there's no sort of middle road. There's no regular way how it should have taken the Eden a normal amount of time. It's basically either or. The way they go to the mid, through the Midbar could be either in a way of the greatest haste, that Hashem rushes them and brings them quickly in a supernatural way in Teretz Yisroel, or in a complete opposite way, that it ends up lasting, it ends up taking because of the sins of the Yidin, again in an unusual and not in a natural way, ends up taking 40 years. 
And this is why Moshe Rabbeinu is putting these two things together, as in, in one sentence, in one flow, that if it wasn't in a miraculous way, it wasn't in the three days, then automatically it's completely the opposite extreme, 40 years. Says the Rebbe in Seif Beis, this idea that the journey of the Yidin and the Midbar could only be in one of these two extremes, will actually help us explain a Toysvus. Which this Toysvus is coming to elaborate and explain a statement in the Gemara, which seems to be very, very surprising, very unusual, and it's in fact this Gemara that the Rebbe is mainly going to be dealing with in the Sikha. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had a debate with a Baisusi, regarding the Shita, regarding the opinion of the Baisusim, that they hold that Shavuos always needs to fall out the day after Shabbos. Shavuos always falls out on a Sunday. They translate the words, that start counting the Oimer. They say that it means literally Shabbos in the sense of the cycle of the week, that Shabbos, not Yomt of the way Chazal understand it. So you always start counting on a Sunday, and Shavuos is also always going to be on a Sunday. So the Baisusi says to Rabbi Yochanan Menzake, Moshe Rabbeinu loved the Yidin. Moshe Rabbeinu knows that Shavuos is only one day. So Moshe Rabbeinu establishes that it should always fall out right after Shabbos, so that the Yidin could enjoy having two days of rest, two days of enjoyment, one after the other. Rabbi Yochanan Menzake responds with a pasuk that we were quoting, Achad Asar It's a journey that should have taken 11 days. It ended up taking 40 years. By the Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, if Moshe Rabbeinu is really as you claim this Oyev Yisrael loving the Yidin so much, then why is he causing them, why is he delaying them in the Midbar for 40 years? Again, later on in the Sikha, we'll see how the Rebbe understands what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was saying. But first, Toysvus says, Toysvus explains that what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai quotes specifically this Pasuk, as the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Kara love Mikrazeh, he responded with this Pasuk. Why does he use this Pasek as a proof that he delayed him in the Midbar 40 years? So Toysvah says that we're going to understand this based on the Rashi in Pasha's Dvarim, the Rashi that we just quoted. That it's a journey that he didn't manage actually to do in three days, and yet now it's not taking three days, it's taking 40 years. Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka is trying to say that if Moshe Rabbeinu really loves the Yidin so much, why is he delaying them 40 years? Why don't they manage in those three days in this miraculous way how it should have been? That's what Toysavus says. The question, however, would be on Toysavus, why is it relevant the fact that they didn't manage to go in three days? This general idea that they were delayed in the Midbar for 40 years, this would have also been an argument even if we're not speaking about a three-day miraculous journey, even if it's an 11-day journey, it's an 11-day journey, it should have taken them 11 days, from Chayrev to Kaddish Barnea, and yet it takes them 40 years. Rabbi Yechon Menzake could have said that as well. But Toysavus doesn't say that. Toysavus says it's going to be understood based on the Rashi, that really it took them three days. But based on what we said, we can now understand. Because again, this journey that the Yidin take in the Midbar, if not for being delayed 40 years, it should have been in the most supernatural way how they managed to do it in three days. And this is what Taisvis is saying. It's either the three days or the 40 years. But really, it's still not completely understood. Yes, it's a, yes, we now know that if not for being delayed in the Midbar, they would have had in an unusual way, in a supernatural way, with a speed, with a haste of three days. But the question still is, why would this be part of 
and important as the argument to this Baisusi. Why does Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka need to quote this Pasuk to the Baisusi? In other words, again, the same thing would have de- technically been true even if it was an 11-day journey versus a 40 years. Why is it Negeya the point that it would have been supernatural in three days? So says the Rebbe, we must say that the way that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is trying to knock off, trying to refute the argument of the Baisusi, where the Baisusi said that because of Avas Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu went and established Shavuos, to always be on a Sunday. We must say that what Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka is actually trying to point out is actually this very idea. The fact that the delay of the 40, of Yidin being in the midbar 40 years was replacing, we're not speaking about replacing a regular ordinary time, how much it should have taken them. Say, for example, the 11 days. It's specifically by arguing that, he, that, that we're speaking about what, Mo, what Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, delayed them 40 years versus the miraculous way how it should have taken the three days specifically. How do we understand all of this? In order to explain this, Rebbe first has a look to understand the Gemara itself or this argument between Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai and the Baisusi. What the Rebbe is first going to want to clarify is that every single word in this Gemara, although it sounds like, it may sound like Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai is just trying to push him off or something like that, but really how every single word in Torah, every single word in the Gemara and all of these arguments that seem to be between Chachmei Yisrael and these kind of people all have very, very strong bases and there's a very, each, each and every one of these arguments, there's lots to learn from, and there's much truth in, in each side of the argument, as the Rebbe is about to explain. So the Rebbe says in Se'iv Dalad, we discussed many times, or we discussed already at length another time, regarding the many arguments that we find in Shas and in Medrashim between Chachme Yisrael and the non-Jews, and so too with the Baisusim, etc., that the actual fact that Tanoim, and similar great tzaddikim are having these debates with them. And furthermore, the details of these debates are being put into Torah, into Torah's Emes, forces us to say that within the logic, within the seichel of Torah itself, there is room for the arguments of these other sides. And certainly that the answers of the Chachma Yisrael are not just just pushing off these people and just, you know, dismissing them, but rather the points that they're saying are very, very real and true facts. In other words, this is all going to, this is an important introduction to understand how the Rebbe is going to learn pshat in this argument, so to speak, between the, between the Baisusi and Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. Says the Rebbe, in fact, once we're looking at this in a way that we're really trying to make sure we understand every detail within the argument, we can now also understand what the Baisusi said, that Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oyev Yisrael, so he was Mesakin, he caused that Shavuos should be the day after Shabbos. So the first thing we need to understand of here, what's going on of here? Why is he saying Moshe Rabbeinu established it? Why isn't he saying that Hashem established it? He's saying Moshe Rabbeinu established it with his Avas Yisrael. Because seemingly, the shita of the Baisusim we say is from the word Mimocharas HaShabbos, from the Pasuk, that Shavuot should be the day after Shabbos. In other words, that Hashem made it this way in the Torah. Not that it's a takana of Moshe Rabbeinu. But the truth of the matter is that the Baisusim was saying something over here that it was a takana of Moshe Rabbeinu. How, we, how does this work? So the Rebbe says like this. The Chazal bring many, many different proofs, many different ways of how we learn that the day of Shavuos 
counting 50 days from the day after, is 50 days after the first day of Pesach. So in other words, if we look at purely at the Pesukim and the proofs of the Pesukim, then even the Baisusi would have to agree that yes, it makes sense, even al Pitoira, that Shavuos is not always going to be in, uh, in the, on Sunday. And therefore, this explanation, that Mimacharas HaShabbos, should have to be specifically on a Sunday, even the Baisusi would say that not necessarily is it so. What the Baisusi was arguing was, was that Moshe Rabbeinu came along and made a takono. His takono was, he worked out a way that Shavuos should always fall out on the day after Shabbos. How would, how would that take place? In other words, you set up the months in the type of way that the first day of Pesach would always fall out on Shabbos. And in that way, Sphero will start on a Sunday, Shavuos will end up on a Sunday. This concept that Beisdin could sort of adjust the months that Yom Tovim should fall out on a specific way, we find this general idea, that sometimes Beisdin could add an extra month, date to the month, if there's a need for it. So what the Baisusi was saying is that there doesn't necessarily have to be a contradiction. In other words, I can agree with you that, yes, the word Mimochar HaShabbos technically would have meant Yom Tif, and Minatoyer from the Eibishter, as far as the Eibishter gave the Torah, could be the Shavuos would have been in the middle of the week. But Moshe Rabbeinu came along with his Avas Yisrael and caused the calendar, made sure that the calendar should always be in a way that Shavuos should end up being on a Sunday. So you'll have Mimachar HaShabbos, yes, it's the day after Shabbos, as well as Mimachar HaYom Tif, at the same time it's also the day after Yom Tif, because, again, the Sphere is starting the day after Yom Tif, but Moshe Rabbeinu worked out that it should always, Yom Tif should always be on a Shabbos. And why did he do it that way? So that Shavuos and Shabbos would always follow each other, so that there'll be two days of enjoyment, one after the other. In fact, in the Ha'aras of the Rebbe points out that the Baisusi could have been saying that Moshe Rabbeinu had actually done this already, as we know at the beginning of Matan Torah. With the beginning of Matan Torah, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu had added an extra day, an extra day, According to one opinion, Moshe Rabbeinu had added an extra day before Matan Torah. So, so too, he could have added in this way also, that for the future, the way Shavuos is established, is always to fall out on a Sunday. And this is what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is telling him, after first arguing with him about the reason for this Takano. From the fact, you're saying, Avas Yisrael, but then why did he delay them for 40 years? So then he goes and brings him a proof from a posset that it cannot be that there is such a takana that Shavuos should always be on a Sunday because he brings the posset from which we see, psukim, two psukim from which we see, there's one posset which tells us that there could be a situation where Shavuos is going to be in the middle of the week. You start counting in the middle of the week and Shavuos is in the middle of the week. That's the posset that speaks about Tisperu Hamishim Yoim. And there's another posset that says clearly, Sheva Shabbos is Tmimuisti, and there has to be seven complete weeks, which seems to be always starting on a Sunday, finishing on Shabbos. And as the Gemara explains, one is referring to a time when Pesach fell out on Shabbos, and one is a time when Pesach is in the middle of the week. So in summary, so far, what we're learning is that the Baisusi was saying that it's because of Avas Yisroel, not because of the Pesach Mimachar Shabbos, but because of Avas Yisroel. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to organize a way that Shavuos should always come out on a Sunday. 
But the main point also that we needed to understand from all of this is that these arguments going on, what the Baisusi is saying, what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is answering, is not stam. He's saying something and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is not taking him seriously. We're trying to understand that there is a serious argument going on. And now, based on all of that, we really need to understand what's going on in the Gemara. Says that Rabbi Yochanan hey, according to all of this, that the details of this argument actually have a basis. And the Seichel of Torah now becomes the biggest question in the whole point of the argument. Does it make sense to say that the Baisusi is the one arguing and his shit is all based on the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu loves the Yidin and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's argument is, is if Moshe Rabbeinu loves the Yidin, then he, then why did he delay them in the Midbar for 40 years? What's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai saying? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't love the Yidin? Chas v'shalom. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says the point of the explanation is as follows. When, Moshe, when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, if Moshe Rabbeinu oyev Yisrael hoya, what he means to say is, if that Moshe Rabbeinu's avas Yisrael is not in the kind of way that you, the Baisusi, understands what avas Yisrael is. You're, the way you understand avas Yisrael, that would have said, yes, we should have two days in a row. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is saying, we have a totally different and deeper understanding in the union of Avas Yisrael. And our Avas Yisrael is not necessarily always going to be the reason that Yidin should in a revealed way be able to have delight and pleasure for two days in a row. And this is what he's bringing the Pasuk. These are words that Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking the Yidin. So in a revealed way, it seems to be that there's punishments going on. But the truth of the matter is that it's specifically in these words of rebuke is really being expressed the very, very greatest and deepest love of Moshe Rabbeinu to the Yidden. To use the words of the Medrash, when the Abishter, when, when the Abishter wants this rebuke to happen, the Medrash says, who should be rebuking them? Tavka Moshe Rabbeinu, the one that loves them so much, he should be rebuking them. In other words, the rebuke itself is coming from love. Says the Rebbe, in order to understand how all of this fits in with the whole idea of Shavuos, and what was the Baisusi trying to say, and what's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai telling him. So the Rebbe says, at generally, Atzeres, the Yom Tov of Shavuos, we know is connected with Sphira. Yidin are counting 49 days, and the 50th day is Atzeres, the 50th day is, day is Shavuos. It's known that the 49 days that the Yidin count represent 49 levels, 49 gates, that Yidin are reaching by their own koyach, through their own avoida. And that's why they are counting these days. Then comes the 50th day. This represents a level, the Shara Nun, the 50th gate, which is not part of what the Yidin are counting. This represents a level that's being given from above, completely beyond that which the Yidin had themselves worked. In other words, after the Yidin went through all of the levels that they could manage on their own, now there is something being given from above. Similar to what the Razal tells us, when Adam a person sanctifies himself, makes himself a little bit holy down here, then he's made much more sanctified and holy from above. And this is what the Baisusi was saying. Since the whole point of this Yom Tov, the 50th day is a concept of something that's being given from above, what should be leading straight into this day? What should be the Erev of this day? What should be the Hachana for this day? It should be something that doesn't so much emphasize the avoid of the person, rather a Kedusha coming from above. That's what Shabbos is. A Shabbos that's holy, a day that is holy by itself from above, 
It's a day where there's just joy and pleasure without effort, without work. And this is what the Baisusi is saying. The Baisusi is saying we should be entering Shavuos, which is a day Mulmailo, being given from above. We should enter that day also with pleasure, without effort, without work. In other words, what he's saying is that the previous days, the Sphira days, fine, that was Achana, where we were making a Kali for the level, the 50th day that's going to be the 50th level day and level that's going to be given on Shavuos from above. But Shavuos itself is completely higher than our Avoidah. And therefore he feels that the Erev of Shavuos, the day coming closest to Shavuos itself, should be similar to this great advantage, this great quality of the day of Atzeres, and therefore it should be on the day of Shabbos. In fact, says the Rebbe, this argument that the Baisusi is placing over here will fit with a general idea of what the Baisusim claimed. We know that Shavuos is man matan teiroseinu. This idea that they claim that there's those things that are coming from above which have no shaykhus at all to our avoidah fits very much with their shita in the general idea of Torah. We know that the Baisusim didn't believe in Torah Shabbat Peh, only in Torah Shabbat What's the difference in Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh? Torah Shabbat is what the Eibishter said. Moshe writes it down, but the Eibishter tells him what to write. It's given completely from above. It's not so relevant, the understanding, the intellect of the person that's learning it. It's just what's coming from above. On the other hand, Torah Shabbat Peh, the whole point of Torah Shabbat Peh, is that we should understand it, that we should perceive it. It's all what was revealed and given over through the Chachma Yisrael in each and every generation. And we need to add in it and increase in it that one learning needs to work hard with his Seichel to accomplish, to, to bring new ideas in Torah, where of course in Torah Shemiksav is only those words. You can't have a word, you can't have a letter more and a letter less. So the Baisusim that only believe in Torah Shemiksav in other words, they are saying we only have the Torah, that which is coming, Begili Mulmaila, our Avoida, our own effort and cycle has no, doesn't belong there at all. And this is also when it comes to Matan Torah, that's what the Baisusim are arguing. That because of Avas Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu was Mesaka, and that the whole idea of Matan Torah Shavuos should be in a way of what? Following Shabbos. A day where there's no effort, no work. It's all pleasure, it's all enjoyment, everything just being given from above. There isn't room for our own, our own avoid over there. Says the Rebbe, however, the truth is that really, even Torah Shabal Peh, of course, is also given from Sinai. In other words, even that which the Nevroim are understanding with their own seichel within Torah is, of course, also Torah Hashem. Is the Torah the way it was given in a way that clothes itself down here below that the Nivra should also be able to comprehend it, also be able to understand it. And really, this is the whole point of Matan Torah. That there should be the chibur between the alien and the tachtoin. When a person works hard with his own seichel, with his own logic, in Torah. Then, the Torah which was previously called Torah Savai Hashem's Torah is now called the Torah of this person, Torah Asai. It becomes his. In other words, yes, on the one hand, maybe it's not as much and as great as a famous expression in Chazal, the nine kavin of his friend, that which is given from above, a famous Maimar Chazal that tells us, person would much rather one little measure of his own, the nine of what someone else gives. So of course what Hashem is giving is much more and greater from above. But on the other hand, this is Kav this is what the Yid worked for, this is what he understood. And through that he is becoming one with Hashem's Chachma, with the most amazing, amazing bond and unity that's possible. And since the whole point of the Matan Torah is this Chibur of Elyon and Tachtoin, therefore, 
even those things that are the greatest and the highest, completely higher than Ephraim, ultimately also need to come down and be grasped in the seichel of the person, the Tachtoinim. And therefore, says the Rebbe, what comes out of all of this is that the fact that we had to have the Achana before Matan Torah, for Sfiras Oimer, that we put in our toil and effort to be deserving of Kabbalah Satorah, is actually relevant even to the point of Matan Torah itself. In other words, it's not that we worked 49 days and now we're getting something that's completely not related to our Avoidah. As Chassidus explains the translation of Tisperu Chamishim Yoim, the 50 days means that Yidin are, 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 are making this 50th day. And they are illuminating this 50th day. Usfartim, the word Usfartim, Tisperu, as we know, is the word Evan Sapir, a bright and shiny stone, a sapphire stone. In other words, that even this 50th gate, which is revealed by Matan Torah, but that's also accomplished through the avoid of Yidin by Sphiris Oimer. And therefore, that is the correct preparation for Matan Torah itself. And this is really what Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai is trying to tell this by Susi, and he's bringing a proof from the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu keeps them in the midbar for 40 years. The punishments of the Torah. Torah is, of course, a Torah of chesed, a Torah of kindness. The punishments are always there just to help purify, cleanse the sinner from the blemish of the sin. And the same thing is true in regards to the decree of the Yidin being in the midbar for 40 years. That the goal and the purpose of it was mainly not to punish the Yidin for the Chet HaMiraglim, but mainly to bring out within the Yidin greater, deeper connections with Hashem. And certainly that such a thing should never happen again, such a sin should never happen again. And of course, this all happens through everything that goes on in the Midbar. All the different Nesioinus, the challenges that the Yidin have in the Midbar, which they overcome, or they they do tshuva first, some of the things that, that have happened. In other words, all of this is about awakening in the Yidin a deeper bond, a deeper connection with Hashem, such a deep connection that nothing could disturb, nothing could break. Like the Rambam elaborates about the special quality of someone that stands by a Nisoyin. This is similar to the quality of a Baal etc. In other words, it's specifically the great Ahavas Yisrael of Moshe brings to it that he should want and he should do. In other words, he should delay the Yidin of, of, of coming into Eretz Yisrael into the land which Hashem eyes are upon it all the time. Standing on that level of Adveikim Ba'ashem Alekeichem. In other words, how does that all happen? It's specifically through Avoid, through Yegiyah. That's the way we're going to get into Eretz Yisrael. We're going to have to travel the Midbar. We're going to have to wash, cleanse any remnants of the Chait, of the Pagam, leaving them in the Midbar for 40 years, so they should really be ready to go into the special place, into Eretz Yisrael, and have that greatest connection to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand where Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai says this pasuk specifically, which according to, as we said from Taisas before, that really if Moshe Rabbeinu has the Avas Yisrael the way you understand it, the Baisusi, then he shouldn't have delayed them. And again, had as Taisas explained, that it was 40 years versus the three days, which was in a miraculous way. In other words, the fact that the Yidin needed to go through the Midbar to be able to get into Eretz Yisrael, was for this purpose, that through the journeys of the Midbar, elevating the Midbar Amim, they are being elevated. And this is preparing them to be deserving, fitting to go into Eretz HaKodesh. Now this of course could have happened in two general ways. One way is, Mitzah coming from above, in other words, where there's absolutely no limitations of what's going on down here below, and therefore everything is done in a very, very quick way, in a hasty way, without any blockages, without any hindrances. 
And then it would be in a completely miraculous way. The problem then is it's called Nam B'dichsufa, bread of shame. In other words, there's absolutely no avoid of the Yid. The second way is coming Mitzad the Yid, Mulmato, which then the journey through the Midbar will be able to accomplish properly within the Yidin. But that's going to be in a way that they're delayed for 40 years. In other words, specifically through all of these journeys, and along with that, all of the different Nesiyonos, that's what really purifies, purifies them and elevates them, and it permeates every single one of their details. And this is what Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka is saying to the Baisusi, according to your opinion, Moshe Rabbeinu should have rather chosen which way? The way of the most successful way, the supernatural way, to bring them quickly into Eretz Yisrael, in a way that comes completely from above. And that would be fitting also with what the Baisusi says, oh, Yidin should just be able to have Tainug two days, in other words, it's just about the enjoyment of the Yidin, that's what's just being given from above. So there's a Shabbos, an enjoyable day, etc., but from the fact that we see that what's Moshe Rabbeinu's way of doing things? He holds them in the midbar for 40 years. That shows us that the real Avas Yisrael of Moshe expresses itself in the fact that he brings Yidin to do the Avoidah Bekoyach Atzmam, with their own efforts. Says the Rebbe, this is also why the Pasuk Achad Osar Yoy that's sort of the sum total of the previous words of rebuke that was said earlier, in the previous Pasuk, because, and as we said before, the whole rebuke was coming from the Avas Yisrael of Moshe, because the whole purpose of all of the rebuke is all to bring about within the Yidin, the tshuva coming from themselves. And this is the reason, as we said, the same idea of why they went in the Midbar for 40 years. And the Rebbe concludes the same thing is true with the Arichos of this last Golos, that the whole purpose is only to purify the Yidin, to make them deserving and fitting that even mitzad, their own mitzis, they should be ready for the Gula. And through the fact that the Yidin hasten and do quickly their avoid, in a way of zochu, so then this zichuch itself, this purification itself, is done in a way that causes achishen and things to be done very, very quickly. You know, it's because we do our avoid, but we do our avoid, but we do it quickly, and then it brings the gula quickly, and therefore the gula comes in a way that it has both qualities, both the idea of be'ita coming in its right time, meaning that everything was elevated and purified properly with all of its details, but also in a way of achishen, in a way of haste, coming malamaylo, especially that now we're holding ready at a time that kalu kalakitzin. And this happens all the Gulamitis Vashlema, the Meshech Tzilkeinu, the Meheir of the Amenu Mamsh.